I'm Katya. And I'm Rin. And we're at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism here in Boston, Massachusetts. And we are not doctors. We are herbalists. You didn't say the thing! Didn't I? No, the thing! Should we start over? No, you just have to say it. How does it go? About on the podcast everywhere. Oh, that's right, right. We're here at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism in Boston. And we're also on the internet everywhere. Yeah, okay, there we go. Through the power of the podcast. Yes. Okay, carry on. Thank you. I was just saying that we're, we're herbalists and holistic health educators. As opposed to doctors, which we are not. That's and right. we don't play them on a podcast. No. So ideas discussed in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. No state or federal authority licenses herbalists in the United States. So these discussions are for educational purposes only. When we're discussing any discrete condition or symptom, we aim to keep our conversations general enough to outline the major relevant factors as we see them, and also to provide guidance and insight into the points of variation among individuals and how that will affect a plan or a protocol. And we want to remind you that your good health is your own personal responsibility. The final decision in considering any course of therapy, whether you heard it on the internet or it was prescribed by your physician, is always yours. You have the power. Yeah. Well, all right then. <clears throat> so it's, um, to my surprise, the end of December. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is December 29th, and so uh, 2017, so it is time for our 2017 Year in Review podcast. Yeah. We did a ton of stuff this year. We all did. We survived. We survived. The, oh, good heavens. We did not give up. Um, here we are. Here we are. You, you made it, you guys. Yeah. Good job. 2018 is going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> it had better be. Insert, let's, say, let's say it that way. Insert your favorite political <laughs> joke here. Let's just say that. <laughs> but actually, really great stuff happened for us here at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism in 2017, and so we wanted to talk about it. We kicked it off in January. Every January, our um, clinical herbal um, program starts. That's the third year of our program. And also our advanced studies program, which is the second year, both kick off in January every year. And that is always a really fun thing because those students have already been with us for a while, and we know them, we love them, and we're so excited. We're looking forward to this in the next couple of weeks with our students for 2018. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and the other thing is that the Emergent Responder Program continued in January after the holidays. You did that. That was a big, that was a big thing. That was an 18-month program of literally everything you need to know to survive any apocalypse. Zombies, hurricanes, doesn't matter. Everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a major undertaking. Yeah. And those one. classes are still available on replay. So if you're interested in them, um, shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. If there was an herb to sum up January, what could it be? Well, I think it would be pine. Ah, pine. Because if I'm thinking about um, emergency situations and first aid situations, pine is really a plant that... Um, is very important to me in that situation because it's antiseptic, it's great for wound care, it's vulnerary. It's also fantastic for all your respiratory stuff, but also it's really uplifting and energizing. 
Um, and and can really be like a stalwart presence mm-hmm. in an emergency and high in vitamin C. So it's like always helpful. Survival tree of awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. We still haven't gotten around to trying to eat pine bark fried in bacon fat. <laughs> the in, the inner layers, but I don't know. Maybe this will be the year we get to try that one out. Maybe so, but yeah. I sure do love a nice pine needle tea. Mm-hmm. Then in February, my daughter Amber auditioned for the arts, the visual and performing arts high school that she is attending. Um, and boy, that was a huge process. Yeah, she had a whole portfolio to put together. It was a big thing. Yeah, and it was she was really nervous because the school only takes ten percent of the kids who apply. Um, and Not that you're bragging or anything. <laughs> well, you know, spoiler alert, she did get in. <laughs> but she was pretty nervous. And um, linden is a plant that is really important to her. Um, and really fantastic when you're feeling super nervous. But not only that, linden is also a really moistening herb to work with. And the other thing that happened in February was that we went out to Colorado with Sam and Suchel Kaufman. Yep from the human path and herbal medics and hung out in some hot springs and um, did some planning of ways that our schools can collaborate and sure is dry out there. Yeah. Every time we go out to the Southwest or to the Rockies, it's always a big surprise. (laughs) Just the the feel of the air is different. And we just had a visitor uh, at our our place yesterday who had been living up in... um, Manitoba. In Manitoba, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a prairie environment, and was talking about how the air there is very cold, but it doesn't feel the same way it does here in, in Boston because it's not so humid in the air. And so, and we've, we've experienced that in Colorado and a few other places where it can be really cold, but it's like the air doesn't pull your heat right out of your bones the way it happens here in, <laughs> yeah. here in New England. So, um, But also she said that, Staying hydrated is like a full-time job because mm-hmm. it's so dry. Yeah. Yeah, so Linden. Yeah, so that'd be a really good friend for all of you folks out that way. Um, well, let's see. So in March um, last year and next year and every year for a while, Ever? <laughs> uh, that's when we begin our apprenticeship program, our first year of uh, herbal training. And uh, that always makes me think of dandelions because sort of if I had one... One, uh, you know, like, Ovid-based goal for people, it would be to metamorphose all of our students into dandelions so that they could experience what it's like to, you know, be deeply connected to city environments and to people and to want to heal them and to have so much to offer and to be so bright and sunny about it. Ah, dandelion. <laughs> yeah. If we could all just be a little more dandelion-y. Dandel, dandel, dandelion, lioness. Dandelion-like? There we go. Yeah. That'll do. Yeah. yeah. That would be good for the world. <laughs> Let's do that. Also in March, uh, we kicked off the business class. And mm. this was the first year that we offered that as a standalone program um, on the internet. And that was a wild success. It was so much fun. Um, and so we are definitely doing that again ne- this year. And that's going to kick off this year in January, on January 29th. So if you have been wanting to start a holistic um, business, whether it is based on herbalism or any other holistic art like massage or or any other thing, um, check that out. It's commonwealthherbs.com slash business. 
um, to get all the details and to register. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also in March, I took that MoveNet uh, one day, what they call it, taster class or uh, elements, elements yeah. workshop. That was really cool. Um, and it was a fun way to um, get some like on the ground or in-person introduction to some MoveNet movements and ideas and thoughts and all that. Um, that was really great. And it was, it was, was the first MoveNet um, workshop that I'd seen up in this area that was like within driving distance. So check that that out that was good and then uh, this january in, in like a couple of weeks um i'm gonna take the level one certification for moving out up here in boston um and hopefully meet some folks and get into a groove with that and um, i'm certainly looking forward to uh in 2018 one of my goals for myself as a practitioner is to find more ways to introduce and teach movement skills to my clients Mm. Um, I've been thinking about like simple breathing exercises that I, I use myself and, you know, a few other things like that, that I, I feel like I need to pass on a little more, a little more frequently, a little more intentionally, both to clients and students. So, um, yeah, still pointing in that direction. It's exciting. Well, in April, uh, my sister had a wedding over in Arizona, mm-hmm. so that was another chance for us to visit the desert and... <laughs> Look at all the little cactuses and say, "What is with you? How do you do that?" You know, like, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was fun, and uh, you had a big change in April. I got braces in yeah. April, and boy, was that ever! It continues to be it was, an experience. I think the first couple of months were the hardest, though. They were because you had that that palate spreader in the roof of your mouth and a bit of a lisp for a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah, that was not very not very endearing. Um, I thought it was cute. <laughs> but Meadowsweet was my best friend, and still is, actually. But whether you are a kid with braces or a grown-up with braces, um, Meadowsweet is a really good friend, especially in the beginning when your mouth is all raw and irritated from the all when, the extra metal in your mouth. I don't know if you've just been complaining less or what, but when you first got them, you had a lot more, like these wires are stabbing me and cutting my cheeks open. <laughs> yeah, it ma- they made ulcers and stuff on the inside of my mouth, but your mouth toughens up. You get, like, like calluses. Yeah. So now that happens a lot less. Yeah. It's yeah. only when something is jabbing in a new place. I remember you had tried a few different things. Kava tincture was my bright idea. That did not work out because of the alcohol in the kava tincture. <laughs> that was too stingy. Well, the kava tincture does work for the bone pain, but you have to have no, like, abrasion pain because mm. the alcohol. Yeah. Anyway, Meadowsweet was the winner. Just gallons of Meadowsweet tea. To the rescue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. May was a good one. May was. So every May, I always make sure to block out the um, weekend of the New Hampshire Sheep and Wool Festival. Um, because I really love going to that, and it's really important to me. I love sheep, and I can't wait to have sheep again. I used to have some, and I, I can't wait to do it again. I love to spin wool. I I just love sheep. So um, I love going to that every year, and it's um, a way to sort of keep my connection to the farming community. You might not know, but I used to farm in Vermont um, for about 10 years. And, in fact, Amber was born in Vermont, and... Um, on our farm there. And uh, so I'm very excited to be in the city and and doing herbalism in the city, but uh, I do miss sheep. So that's my favorite part about May. Mm. Except this year, actually, I had another favorite part about May. 
Yeah, well, we went out to Royalston yeah. and kind of woke up the woke up the campsite out there. Yeah. Um, this year, we planted some trees. We did. Um, we planted elder and willow and linden and black walnut, and they're all still alive. Yeah. They had a um, great year. Sort of every now and then I'll, I'll remember those trees. I mean, like, so, I don't know if you guys have ever ordered trees before, but they come in this cardboard box and it's very long and thin and then you open it up and there's like a stick with some roots <laughs> hanging off of the edge of it and you're like this is my okay this is my sapling let's do it and then you go and you bring them out and you dig the hole and you plant them and then you water them and you're like i hope you're alive in there little buddy and then you come back later and suddenly there's leaves and you say ah you are alive in there yeah, yeah so all of our trees were doing fine through the whole summer and and the autumn and uh uh, I'm really looking forward to next, I don't know, maybe not May, but but when we get to go back and see them wake up, yeah. come back to life and prove that they're going to make it out there. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah. So yeah, so we uh, planted an elder tree because you can never have too many of them. Really not. We need uh, like 50 more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because we want the birds to get a few elderberries, right? But we want a but few. We, but we would like as many as we can get as yeah. well. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and we got that, that nice spot for the willow trees down by the water. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to really like it there. Um, and the black walnut is one that I maybe didn't give the attention it deserved this year, but I'm kind of looking forward to having some black walnut trees in 20 years, you know, that yeah. <laughs> drop some nuts for us and we can tincture the holes and all that good stuff. Yeah. Should be fun. Well, um, in June, June's herb stock. Every year, he, it's... here in Boston. If you if you're not uh, from this area, then uh, this is a this is our city's uh, homegrown herbal conference. It was actually started by a, a student of ours uh, named Steph Zabel, who's now uh, no longer a student. She's a peer. She's a kick-ass herbalist, yeah. doing good stuff out there in the world. And one of the good things she does is uh, organize and get this conference going every year. So um, I think Herbstock is great, not just because there's you know local vendors and all the herbalists in the community get around and hang out together for a couple of days and mm-hmm. remember we all exist. We're all not doing this on our own. Um, but also I think it's a really great model and I'd love to see like herb stocks everywhere. I'd like every city to have something like this. And I know, I know a lot do, but I think the more the merrier on that one. Yeah. Um, every year they, they choose an herb of the year and this year it was rose. So there were a bunch of rose themed classes and, we all got to think a lot about roses for a couple of days, which is a good way to spend time. Yeah. Yeah. And our, um, we have some friends, the apothecaries, and they make honey-sweetened chocolate and honey-sweetened treats. And one of the things that they made this year was rose-flavored marshmallows. Um, and those were really fun. They were. They made special for herb stock. They were very fancy. Also in June is midsummer, and uh, so we harvested a bunch of St. John's wort there on the solstice. Mm. And we had our Materia Medica week-long intensive. That's right. And that was intense. That was this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a uh, open up your brain and let's let's dump some some information into I, there. It was like 50 <laughs> local herbs. It was great. It was a really fun time. It yeah. was a good week. It was a good group. We had a, had a nice rapport with them. And- yeah, that was all right. In July, we take our first year students camping out in Royalston. And when we're doing that, we are doing first aid. Uh, we teach first aid out there. 
because um, that seems like an appropriate place to do first aid. Yeah. Um, and also for some of them, it's their very first time camping ever, so that's pretty fun. Um, and we also started um, getting the online program ready. More about that to come. Uh, and we went to West Virginia. Yep. Yeah, so this was our uh, trip out there as a as a, a branch of the Herbal Medics organization to help out some folks in Coal River Valley. Um, this was our second year running, and, oh, you know, we're probably about time to figure out if we're going to go back again this year. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, we went out there, and we stayed for about a week, um, and we ran a free clinic for several days in a couple towns there, and saw a lot of people, and... Um, Gave away a lot of herbs. This program works so well because there's a a large and extremely awesome team of people locally there. Mm -hmm. And they are all studying herbalism as well. Um, Some of them are studying with us and some are studying with Sam Kaufman. And so this is going into their third year of studying. But what it ends up is that when, when we go to do the clinical weeks, it's training weeks for them so that they are like honing their skills and deepening their skills. And they're just amazing people who I couldn't love more. Um, yeah, I just, it was, it was, it was a difficult week because of course the mountaintop removal situation is, um, so traumatizing, devastating. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Choose your adjective there on that one, but yeah, yeah, it's rough. And you know, we, we go there for a week and feel kind of heavy and weighed down and then drive away, you know, like just, so, you know, they don't get to do that kind of tugs at your heart. But, um, yeah. So one of the herbs that we, um, got a special appreciation for this year, I would say was wild lettuce. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one that we've always, you know, worked with and found to be really, really helpful, but, Um, there are just so many people have, uh, you know, crazy insomnia where they get maybe three hours of sleep a night for the past 10 years and that'll just drag, that'll just, you know, grind you down. So, um, wild lettuce was one of the herbs where we gave that away to a number of people in the first couple of days and a bunch of them came back and said, Hey, that really helped. That helped like, like nothing I've had in years has helped. So, um, that really stood out to, to me and I think to you too is, um, a very, I don't know, um, not surprising, but just a sort of a reaffirmation. Like, this herb can make a really big difference. They've got a lot of it there. We taught a lot of people how to identify it. There were some folks there who already had a relationship with it. Yeah. Um, Bobby uh, Jarrell, he was a, a guy out there who knows knows a bit about herbs, and that's one. And um, he actually sent us home with a bit of his, his homemade uh, wild lettuce tincture, which was a very, very kind really gift. really exciting, yeah. Um, been sort of hoarding that one a little bit, but yeah, yeah um, I think actually I gave some out at free clinic last time, which seems appropriate. Appropriate, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was that. Um, In August, we take our second year students camping. Yeah, and so this, this outing is a little bit different. Um, it's not so much a teaching weekend. Uh, well, I guess it is, but we're not the ones doing most of the teaching. Yeah. Um, sort of step aside and leave that to the trees and the forest and the mushrooms and... The brook and... Yeah. So uh, we, we talk a lot about sensory integration uh, in that period of time. So that's trying to, first of all, remember that you have at least five senses. Or more. <laughs> and to spend some time uh, practicing engaging with them and, and really... Uh, 
being open to what they're offering to you. Um, the students spend time meditating with the plants. They choose a plant for the whole weekend that they're going to spend several hours meditating with. and Like um, one specific little you know, gold thread plant that they're going yeah, to go back to. Yeah, <laughs> in one spot that they keep coming back to throughout the weekend. Yeah. Um, and we do some different types of sensory integration exercises. Yeah, like go and sit in the river for an hour until the babbling of the brook starts to make sense to you, <laughs> you know, whatever that means for you. <laughs> we spend some time in silence. Um, we spend one of the days in silence, and that's an, a really um, like moving experience for, for pretty much everybody, especially because we all live in the city, and, and then we all go out into the woods, and it's quiet, and also to have a whole day of not talking, and you learn a lot about yourself that way. Yeah. Well, so that, that was that weekend. Oh, um, we got Amber ready for high school. Yeah, that was her so time. That to, was pretty exciting. To jump in on that one. And uh, you also launched something new this year. You launched the Herb of the Week series. Yeah, so I decided at some point that um, I was going to be on my own personal crusade to make social media nice and fun and beautiful again. And informative. Yes, and informative. And so I started these Herb of the Week um, posts where um, every week I just picked an herb and wrote stuff about it all week and it was so much fun that I am still doing it. Okay, well, I didn't do it this past week, um, but I'm still doing it and I'm really enjoying it and I'm excited because a lot of people say, hey, that's my favorite part about social media now and I love that you're doing that and it's, it's so cool. So I'm excited that I set out to do something that would make people feel good and it it did. It seems to and, work. <laughs> and it makes me feel good. So I love sharing that with, with everyone. Yeah. The very first one was calendula. Mm. So that was pretty exciting. Calendula is a plant. Actually, I I um, emptied our jar of calendula today for my client. Um, but don't worry, you guys. We've got more in the drawer. Um, but uh, I was a little worried there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> But she has um, an ulcer going on and really needs to um, to get some relief from that. So calendula was a big part of what we were doing. Yeah, nice gentle astringent, wound mm -hmm. healer. Get the Vulnerary. Yeah. Also nice. some meadowsweet and plantain went into it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. Cool. Um, in September, uh, oh yeah, on Labor Day we drove out to uh, to Royalston down by the river and we spent... Like a whole day harvesting goldenrod. So wonderful. We still have a little bit left you. from that day in a jar in the pantry that we might be hiding from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Just to stretch it out a little bit longer. Yeah. You know? There's nothing better than real goldenrod, like not commercial goldenrod. It's so good. Yeah. Hey, the other thing that happened in September was that we launched the online program. We did. So exciting. Yeah. Um been humming along since then. Yeah. Um, it's available to you, dear listeners, anytime. Um, just go ahead and check out commonwealthherbs.com and bounce on over to the distance learning options. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a we have a lot there for you. We're so actually I have to say I'm really proud of it. I'm really excited about it. We really wanted to make a program that would be easy for people to um, do, 
And, and we, we went out there and we researched the trouble that people have with online programs and what parts about it are hard, but then what, what parts about it are really good. And we tried to solve all the problems um, or all the challenges in this program and make it something that would really be easy to keep up with, um, easy to stick with. And basically, if you can watch TV, you can learn herbalism. That's, that's what we have We've produced, so that's yeah. pretty exciting. Right on. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Then October came around. I love October. Why is that? Because, because of Halloween? No. <laughs> it's because that's when we give our second year students their big, scary, really difficult exam. <laughs> and we tell them all year how hard this exam is going to be and... Um, and it, it's not an easy exam, um, but it's an excellent exam and they get really nervous about it. And we think that's pretty good, actually. Um, we don't, we're not mean about it, but, um, but I do think it's important for them to have like a feeling of gravitas around it because the purpose of this exam is that in the third year, our students start seeing their clients un- supervised. So in the second year, they're seeing clients, but they're, they're supervised and we're right there with them. But in the third year, they're doing it by themselves. And so that is, uh, it's, it can be tricky. And sometimes even now, like after 19 years, somebody might come in and I might be like, whoa, I have no ideas. And so, you know, I've been doing this for a while, and if that happens, I don't say, oh, dear, maybe I'm not really an herbalist. I say, wow, I'd better think this through and, you know, like, whatever. But when when you're just starting out, the inclination can be, oh, no, maybe I don't really know what I thought I know, or maybe I fooled my teachers into thinking that I know something or whatever. So, Yeah, imposter syndrome is real. <clears throat> yeah. And so what we do is we have this big test, and that way our students know that if they are sitting with their clients in the third year and they're thinking, oh, no, I don't have any ideas, it doesn't mean that they don't know anything. It just means that right now they don't have any ideas, and that's okay because we're right there still to help them, and that's what we do in our roundtable discussions every week. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is a super fun time. And we always tell them that no matter how nervous they are about the exam, by the end of it, um, they're going to realize that actually it was such a fun weekend because really they got to hang out with their friends and talk about herbs for three days. Yeah. Yeah, it tends to loosen up, you know, by the middle of the first day. (laughs) Can you guys hear Elsie, like, chomping on that tennis ball? It's pretty funny. She's so happy. Um... That had, nothing to, that had nothing to do with the exams. And if you're a new new listener, uh, that's our dog. So Elsie, the wonder dog. Oh my goodness, she just turned around and looked at me. <laughs> uh, let's see. So another thing that happened in October was that Glory, our um, well, we call her Tiny Kitten. She's really like four years old. Now. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but she's, she's the youngest and the smallest, so she's always going to be Tiny Kitten. I think. Yeah. Anyway, she went on a little walkabout. She uh, sort of found a screen in the window that wasn't quite as secure as it should have been and leaped through and uh, went away for a few days, and I got pretty scared about it. (laughs) We all did. It was pretty nervous-making. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we put up 100 flyers in the neighborhood, and 
uh, it worked. A bunch of things happened. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it worked. It was cool because the neighborhood, you know, we live in a city. You don't really know your neighbors. But people started texting us and saying, hey, I think I saw your cat over here. I think I saw your cat over here. And it was like all of a sudden the neighborhood was really a community, even though none of us had really ever met before. Mm-hmm. And we passed each other, but, you, you know, cities are like that. So that was a pretty fun experience. I mean, the community aspect of it, not the that was, that was being nice. nervous about our yeah, cat. That part was nice. Um, yeah, well, I thought a lot about catnip that month. Yeah. <laughs> around that time, I uh, definitely sprinkled a lot of ceremonial catnip around the house. Uh, saying some magic words to entice Glory home. <laughs> and she came home. I'll just continue to believe that that was what did it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But she did come home. Um, she had a big adventure for a few days and came home and was like, so where's my tuna? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, then in November, um, our... November was a really big month. It was a big one. We had our graduation for our first-year students. And... Uh, that's a nice, a nice weekend where everybody gets together and they, uh, they all prepare some herbal remedies and bring enough to share with everybody so everyone gets to go home with their sort of uh, crowd, crowd-sourced apothecary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's pretty great. And, uh, you know, we do a few little closing circle kind of things with them. Uh, this year in November, you also uh, put together those cards you've been shuffling this whole time. The herb cards! I'm so excited about it! Um, I've been wanting to do this for so long. I've been wanting to make my own tarot deck or oracle deck or whatever that was just the plants. No, like, anything. Just, like, just the plants. And I did, and they're real. Like, it turns out that one of our students, um, her job is to be a, a publishing layout designer. And so I was like, boy, I really wish I could get these done. And she's like, well, I'll help you. And boy, did she ever. She is amazing. Um, So Alexandra, thank you so much for making these things real. And we had been taking pictures for a couple of years anyway. So it was really just a matter of matching up all the pictures that we wanted to use and um, And and writing writing all the words. So I'll just randomly draw one right now. Oh, it's calendula. (laughs) So the words on the back of calendula are the original flower power. Calendula can heal wounds, stimulate the liver, move the lymph, fight infection, and help restore integrity to a leaky gut. All that, and it's safe enough for baby's skin. So often used to care for children, calendula seems to have that graceful mother strength to do what needs to be done with a gentle hand. So when when I was writing these, I really wanted to... Um, include physiological actions for each plant so that these could be used as study cards or like flashcards. And the photographs on them are all photographs you could use for plant ID. So you could really use these to help you study. But I also wanted to include some emotional aspects and, um, you know, a way to tie into the, to the kind of spiritual aspect of the plants as well so that, you know, if you were saying, well, boy, how should I approach this problem? And you drew calendula, you could say, ah, yes, perhaps I should do what needs to be done with a gentle hand. So, um, you know, or you could just look at it and, and base your interpretation on your own relationship with the plant, too. Um, so 
I'm so excited that these are real, and they're on our website. Um, they have their own page. It's commonwealthherbs.com slash herbcards. And um, uh, so if you want some, you can have them. Just check out that page and, um, you know, click the little button and... They'll come to you. There you go. And my mom and I, over Thanksgiving, I really wanted to take them to the Winter Green Market, which I'll tell you about in just a second. And that is always the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So the Friday after Thanksgiving, my mom and I spent the day sewing these nice drawstring bags for the decks. So every deck is in its own cloth drawstring bag. And that was a really nice day with me and my mom. And actually, Rin put the strings in to all the all the drawstrings in. Oh yes. And um, it was just it was such a nice day, and it was nice to have my parents involved. And then we went to the winter green on that Saturday, and that was really fun. It was, yeah. This was a good year. We taught a class about um, about uh, bone broth, uh, herbs and bone broth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the winter green market is the winter event that that teams up with herb stock and it's it's organized by the same awesome person steph zabel and um it is you know like you could just go and do all of your holiday shopping there it's kind of amazing and and then there's demos and classes and stuff like that it's super fun yeah i think my favorite thing i picked up there this year was uh it's a herbal honey infusion and uh the maker called it golden samurai and it's got like turmeric and ginger and black pepper and a couple other like fiery spices in there i find that that goes together really really nicely with that like you know smooth sweetness from the honey it's really good stuff Mm, feeling inspired about that yeah (laughs) i want to make more fiery honeys (laughs) hey you know what else happened in november could it really have been november we launched this podcast so for we're the already, first time. We're already up to number nine. Were there just like a weird number of Fridays? Yeah. yeah. We started the first the first Friday in November, and I think there were five Fridays in November. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, because we're to number nine now. Nine. Which is my favorite. That's auspicious. Yeah. Right. The other thing that happened in, de- in November really happened in December. Right. But right before Thanksgiving, like the day before Thanksgiving, we signed a contract for a book deal. Yep. Yep, we did. So that's that's what we did in December. <laughs> we wrote a book. We wrote that and basically nothing else. Yep. Except keeping podcasts going and some of the week stuff and some other, some other classes here and there. And, oh yeah, there was other. Well, but mostly. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> Writing the book. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it is um, an, a book for beginners in herbal herbalism and um that will be out on amazon april 30th so um yeah, you'll hear lots more about it right don't worry we won't we won't let you miss it nope <laughs> some more coming on that soon but uh as of i think today we've it's compl- finished finished our manuscript and uh now we're into the editing stage yeah i'm just finishing the my read through of it and I, maybe you'll do that and then it goes to the editors yep so exciting um and the other thing that happened early in December was the emergent program graduated, and so that was the end of, of that 18-month program, because that had actually started in, like, I don't know, uh, fall of 2017, so that wrapped up. And the business class graduated, and that was super exciting. They were just, I just love them, and... They all started with ideas for businesses, and they all graduated with businesses. It was great. <laughs> and um, It works. 
So uh, during the last class, one thing that we did was I was so excited about the herb cards. And so I was like, ooh, I'm going to draw an herb card for 2018 for this group of people. And it was so appropriate because the card that I drew was hibiscus. And um, hibiscus says, cooling and soothing, hibiscus calms the heart. Physiologically, through antioxidant and diuretic actions, but emotionally as well. Hibiscus can release, reduce the pressure that we feel in our lives. Easy to grow, delightful to look at, and tasty to drink. Hibiscus seems dedicated to bringing joy and respite into our lives. And I thought, what a great inspiration for 2018, especially for this group of people who had worked so hard to launch their businesses and had done such amazing work doing that, to just move into 2018, continuing to work really hard, but also to just feel, like to really think about the joy that this work brings them and taking the time to rest sometimes. Um, just, you know, really, really exciting. Plus, for, for a lot of them, they were leaving, you know, office jobs or whatever else, and this was their transition year. And now running your own business, you know, I mean, it's stressful, but it's, it's a, for me anyway, a vastly preferable kind of stress than um, working in the corporate world. So not only was that a beautiful um, sentiment for them to, to move into the new year with, but this morning our hibiscus in our living room bloomed. And it is, by the way, the same hibiscus that is on the card. Um, like the photograph of hibiscus is that same plant blooming I feel like that last pl- year. I feel like that particular plant really likes to wait until after we get a good snowstorm. And then, yeah, And then it will bloom after that. Yeah. yeah. It's very, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that was the year. That was the year, yeah. So, uh, our year in herbs. Some of the herbs. Some of the herbs. Some of the herbs. We're so excited about 2018, you guys. There's so much amazing stuff that's going to happen, and I can't even I can't even tell you about it because we're out of time. But don't worry, we're going to tell you about it um, in the podcasts to come, and we're going to tell you lots of other awesome things, too. So... Thanks thanks for listening, and uh, we'll have a lot more for you in the new year. Happy New Year, you guys. Happy New Year.